New Year's Evil NXT, it was something to say the least, and I'm going to break it all down for you quick here after a quick word for our friends at Anchor. What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. Sorry I'm so late. Having technical glitches, so I'm just fairly warning you if suddenly it goes all weird if you're watching this. I'm sorry. I did everything I could. Doesn't want to cooperate no matter what. There we are, I see. Told you. But NXT New Year's Evil last night, I thought they did some stuff pretty damn good. I thought they did some stuff that uh, I wish they didn't do. But that's to be expected in the world of wrestling. And, yeah, it really wasn't even like all of it as a whole. There's terrible finishes. Like there were some some things that, you know, while I enjoy and I understand, I still didn't like it. But, yeah, that, that title match finish wasn't good but i will get to that i have to give them credit though for a lot of things first off tony d and dijak put together you know pretty good decent match there and the story you know with stack sacrificing himself for tony d and then tony d sacrificing himself at the end and ended up losing i mean at least it built them to something i don't think they're going to split them up yet i just wouldn't make sense don't see it happening doesn't mean it won't but you know let them keep going out they're doing all of that, and you know, no matter how you feel about the character of Dijak, you have to say, compared to what Vince did to him making him T-Bar, this is way better. He gets to do this while Mace is now Marseille in the maximum male models. I'm pretty sure Dijak got the better end of that deal. And, you know, you, you can't deny it. That was, you know, him going up there and doing that, like I saw Retribution once, and I'm, like this is hitting like too close to home with all the hell burning down in the country, and I just thought it was bad. It was poorly executed and done. I don't know if you could hear, but the tiny little cat apparently yeah. agrees with me. So, yeah, I didn't like Retribution. I thought it was a bad call. I don't know for nothing. And then he did nothing with him because it lasted like 12 seconds. It was kind of like... uh Apollo Crews. I know I use the example to death, but you know, they and hell, look at Malachi back when he was Alistair. Like they called both, you know, they called him and Ricochet up and didn't really. I mean, they used them, but they didn't know what to do with them forever. They just called them up, threw them together as a tag team. Here you go. Makes no sense. And then after the WrestleMania, they didn't get the tag titles. It was strange. Again, Apollo got called up way too early. <clears throat> at least the other two had characters, you know, going. Apollo was there for like 10 minutes, got called up. And then what? Did nothing, you know, no real character until he got the accent. And, you know, that went over like a fart in church. And, you know, I'm glad that he's back down there now getting to at least try to build something because he really didn't the first time. And then, you know, everything that happened on the roster just wasn't, you know, good. There wasn't a lot of opportunity for him. So I'm digging it. You know, is it the greatest I've ever seen this digest stuff? No, but is it a character? Is it a chance at a fresh start after how stupid that got? Yes. So I support it for that reason. I think everyone can there. Uh, Toxic Attraction, Mackenzie looked great backstage, killing it. Uh, Veer not being there. You know, to team up with Sangha against the Kree brothers. You know, I wanted to see what he could do just because, you know, why not? But he did, you know, they, they put together a whole good night with it. It's just Ginger being the one to come back, attacking from behind. Now, you know, Brutus... You know, his creed is hurt again. Um, 
now which is weird stuff we'll see I didn't see anything as to why Veer wasn't, yeah, didn't compete or anything like that. I mean, added gender to the affair, to the mix. And I'm pretty sure we can all agree that he, yeah, desperately needed that because what the hell has he done? I mean, he didn't really do a lot. He got his title reign before the network opened up in India, I believe it was. And then just like that, I mean, yes, he did get hurt and stuff, but still, even when he wasn't, often they use him in anything that mattered. So they have him down there. And he could be with those guys just being at ringside, but still helping him, teaching him and learning. Because even if you don't like, you know, Ginger's title reign, which I didn't think was really all that good, nothing against him. Just <clears throat> there's been a lot of, you know, sketchy title reigns to say the least. I'd say the last couple of years, you know, he still works for Triple H, Rand, like Randy, so many guys up there while he was champion <clears throat> that, you know, he could learn so much and he could pass all that on. I think that'd be really good for. The next generation down there. In NXT. Like, I think that could be really killer. So we'll see what they do with it. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a one-off thing, just because, again, keeping there, the help he could do for all of them is insurmountable. I mean, like, you can't deny that he would be good for them. And that's really the big thing here. Like, again, Apollo, that can help people. Gender, help people. You know, never main roster guys go down there. I'm like, what? It can help people. New Day. <laughs> Them being in the building has to be helping them immensely. Just because everything they know and they can just bounce questions off. Like it has to be, and they're out there all the time. When they're there, you know if they're telling people, giving them, you know, helping everyone out. And especially when they're just sitting on the main roster doing, you know, all but nothing. I think it's good to have them there. So good on that. Uh the pretty deadly gauntlet match, you know, <clears throat> seeing Gallus come back after, you know, apparently taking out Briggs and Jensen. So now I'm wondering if I'm going to see them in Charlotte at Vengeance Day for the NXT tag uh, titles now. I'd be okay with that. You know, pretty deadly still get involved. Briggs and Jensen, like there's a lot of what ifs on that one, but I was glad to see Gallus just because we all saw the rumors and everything swirling that they were having trouble getting their visas, you know, all that situated. So if they're back now, apparently that means they got their visas taken care of. And the most important thing, only that means everyone that was involved. <coughs> You know, from NXT UK and all that coming over the head. Anything they had to work out. Hopefully that means everyone got it done and we don't have to, you know, hear about it anymore. Also good to see Malik Blade and Idris Nofe. They talent me. Yeah, they talent me. They're talented. They, yeah. They impress me with what they can do. They're not ready for a big thing yet, but glad to see them whenever they get a match. Just like Charlie Dempsey against Hank Walker. You know, wasn't the greatest thing ever. No, but is it give it did it give them both time? Yes. Is it good to know that Regal's back working with the sun? Yes. Is good to see Drew Gulak down there you know, doing his thing with Hank Walker. Yes. Because what the hell was Drew doing that actually meant anything on the main roster? Nothing. So if he can go down there and you know they're bouncing things off of him, we all know he can wrestle. Regardless of what you feel about the character, the guy can wrestle. So you know, that's always a super Again, good thing to have Drew down there, as I didn't mention him earlier. Like, those are just things that, no matter what they're doing, they're still on the road. They still know how to wrestle. They wouldn't be there. They can bounce so many ideas off people. I think it's fantastic to have them there. It's not like they're really stealing TV time, either. Paul is putting on great matches with people. Drew Gulak's there as the coach with Hank Walker doing that thing, and it's giving people matches with more experienced people, which then helps them, so... It's a double whammy to me. A lot of people complain about it. I dig it. Um, Julius losing to gender. Saw it coming once the match was made. But, yeah, I just want to see where it's going 
Not a big, yeah, not the biggest fan of gender. Yeah, it's, I got it. There's something about the sound of his voice. It sounds like he's talking out of his nose sometimes, and it just irritates me. Nothing to do with you know anything else. It's just the sound of his voice. But him being down there is great. You know, Veer being down there is where he should have been. Not just Veer is coming to Raw for like nine months. You know, they did him dirty on that one too. But Julius reading them. Hopefully, we get to see the Cree brothers against. In this year, we'll see, you know, somewhere down the line how that works out. But Jinder being there and giving them that match, you know, it works, it fits, and it doesn't take, you know, anything away from anybody. So I'm okay with that. Not okay with, you know, Tiffany Stratton, even with her upgrades. <laughs> I just do find it amazing that I swear in my brain, she vanished when Vince vanished. And now Vince is back and suddenly there she is with some upgrades. Coincidence, I think not. Just saying. <laughs> Just hopefully, I don't know. She talked and you know, like hurts my ears again. That's the problem. I could pick up really high pitches and she can get really high pitch. So, is what it is. I'm sure she's super talented. Just the pitch that she can hit is not human, but she's back. See what they do with hers. They didn't do a lot with her the first time. So, see how it works out the second time around, even though you know, countdown to the new year. And then she came out and it was January 10th, like that. That thing will always, you know, irritate the hell out of me. But I'm human. What can I do? New Year's already over. Don't do it then. You know, but NXT Championship match, uh, they had an opportunity to do something big. And like I said, pissed me off. I did not like the ending of that. You know, the first time the buckle goes, sure. When it goes again, and Waller didn't even take, like, he took that fall and just made it look like there's not show Flake's chance in hell that it hurt at all. But, you know, Braun retained by count out. And now... I'll be at Vengeance Day. So now I get to see my first ever steel cage match at my first NXT show, at my first premium live event pay-per-view, whatever the hell else you want to call it. So that's good for me too. Like I'm okay with that. That'll be a good match. <clears throat> Especially for Hannah's first ever wrestling thing. I'm looking forward to it again. I just thought it was dumb. They could have found a million ways to do it. I think that was just to lead to that point. It was just dumb, but it is what it is. We'll get to see a title. Now I get the cage match, so I'm excited about that. And then the number one contender, Battle Royal for the NXT Women's Championship and a shot at Roxanne. Cora was eliminated first by Valkyria. Again, she kept trying to get her out. She finally succeeded, I believe, the second time she came back. You know, which then sets up her with the, someone like Cora. Which, no matter what you feel about her, I mean, on the pecking order, she's up there in NXT. And it'll help elevate her, yeah, Valkyria, yeah, because she only had a few matches, so that'll be good for her. They built that, you know, got it done right away. And I don't think this was the first time Cora was thrown right out of one of these things. Swear it happened before. Um, <clears throat> we'll see again. Gives her something to do, which they didn't have a lot of it. Just like Zoe Stark and Nikita Lines, we knew they weren't done. That's going to keep dragging out after yeah. Nikita was eliminated by Zoe, and Zoe's thrown out right after that. Yeah. It, it's not done yet. I'm okay with that. Sol Ruka, the handstand thing to stay in. <clears throat> Kofi did it better. Casey Kanzaro did it better. Tom Chance, whatever you want to call her. But it was still impressive. It's still cool because I could never do that my entire life. So <clears throat> kudos to her for that. And, you know, whoever managed to like have it to Gigi and JC hit the ground at the same time, if they both won, hopefully that means we'll get to see a triple threat while I'm in Charlotte. You know, and they both get to do it. That'd be great. Anna digs them, I dig them. You know, so that'd be really cool to be able to do that. We'll see if they keep it at that, but if they both won, I mean, triple threat would be 
fantastic, even though I'm pretty sure yeah, we all know it's going to be their last hurrah. You know, they'll see you later before they get up to the main roster, maybe, but might be a good match. And again, Hannah <clears throat> likes them. And yeah, we're going to our first show. So it's people that she knows, and I like Gigi. We all know that. Anyone that knows me knows that I like Gigi. So worked out good for me. Um, that was a good ending. Again, even with the main event ending as dumb as it did, <clears throat> now I get to see my first ever steel cage match. So, you know, live. So that's really, really exciting. And it looks like we get to see JC and Gigi both battling, which again is good. I just, I hated the ending to that title match. Like, absolutely sucked. But thanks for watching. Thank you for listening. YouTube, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Twitter, Wrestling Ski. Find it. I'll be back tomorrow. Deuces, I'm out.